the anointing that breaks all yokes. Father, we ask that the teacher, the mighty Holy Spirit, be here to teach each of us. Father, we come to receive this night from your word. We come with one one purpose and one thing in mind and that's receive the engrafted word that's able to save our souls we thank you this night for what you're going to do and we give you the honor in Jesus mighty name every saint said amen Amen. praise the Lord praise God we have uh, on Wednesday nights we have been studying on the gifts of the spirit we finished them up last week and uh, I was impressed to start on another series. Uh, the testimonies of healing in Jesus' ministry. The testimonies of healings in His ministry. And we're going to go through the testimonies of, of healings that happened under Jesus' ministry. Uh, there's mentioned 19 different cases of healing mentioned under Jesus' ministry. That was recorded. You know, John said that if they recorded everything, they wouldn't have enough books in the world to write them all down. But they had 19 individual cases of healing. Now, sometimes they say they healed a whole multitude or something, but 19 individual cases that they recorded, and the reason they recorded 19 different cases, that each one of them had something different in it, and if you receive exactly... What happened in, in, in those healings under Jesus' ministry, you can receive the same identical thing. Praise God. Simple, simple, simple. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, whatever Jesus Christ did on earth in his earthly ministry, him being raised from the dead, the proof of the resurrection is that he still does the same thing yesterday, today, and forever, that he's never changed. That's the proof of the resurrection. See, the proof of the resurrection isn't that you can go to heaven one of these days. How many did you know that? That didn't prove anything. See, I haven't, I haven't met nobody that's come back from heaven. Have you? Huh? So, the proof of the resurrection is the supernatural power unleashed at the resurrection that operates through man today, the Lord Jesus living his life through a body of people here in this earth. Amen? That's the proof of the resurrection being real. So Jesus Christ, he said he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whatever he did then, he'll do today. Amen? Praise God. Acts 10.34, Romans 2.11, if you want to write these scriptures down, Acts 10.34, Romans 2.11, Ephesians 6.9, 1 Peter 1.7, Y'all get that? I just write you one of them down. Look, look the references up in the sideline because it'll give you a reference. All it says is God's no respecter of persons. Uh, Cotton Pat said God has no favorites. So if he ever, if he ever healed one person, now listen to me. If God ever healed one person, He's obligated to heal another one. He's obligated throughout eternity, but. He's obligated to do it exactly the way he did it in the Bible. See, a lot of times we have some preconceived idea that this is the way it's supposed to be and we can do this and we can do that, but you've got a guideline here and we've got to go exactly by the Word of God. Amen? Not by what I said or any other man said, but what the Word of God said. See, some folks say, well, you might explain it different than anybody else. Well, I've got sense enough to read. Have you got sense enough to read? Huh? If you can't read, then, then you need to go back to school. You know, you need to learn to read. It's very simple. If you can read writing, you can understand the Bible. Very simple. Praise the Lord. I hear people say, well, that's your interpretation. I have a different interpretation. You don't have a right to interpret Scripture the way you want to. You don't have that right. No one does. You have one reference and that's the word of God and whatever it says you must interpret that with other scripture not what my preacher your preacher or any theologian says amen you you interpret scripture only with scripture amen praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord all right let me explain this before we go any further in Jesus's ministry 
He was ministering under the old covenant. Under the old covenant. How many of you know we got a new covenant? Hebrews 7, 22 and, and Hebrews 8, 6 said we have a better covenant established on better promises. We got better things than what we're going to read about tonight. We got some better stuff. How come? Because it's not backed up by the blood of bulls and goats, but it's backed up by the blood of God. Hallelujah. It's guaranteed by God's blood tonight. Someone say amen tonight. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus was ministering under the old covenant. He was ministering as a prophet anointed by the Holy Ghost. He calls himself a prophet in, in Luke 4.23. In 4.18 he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, for he has anointed me. In Acts 10.38, Peter, Peter preaching, he said how God anointed him. So he was operating as a prophet under the old Abrahamic covenant. Thanks be unto God that we do have a better covenant. We've got a better covenant established on better promises. It's not whether the, uh, it's not whether we've got it covered. See, our, our sins are covered because Jesus Christ covered them 2,000 years ago. Our covenant, now listen to me, our covenant does not depend upon you. Your covenant standing with God does not depend upon you. Our covenant depends upon one thing. His name is Jesus Christ. He cut covenant for you. On the cross, two families met, the Son of Man and the Son of God. Two families met, the Son of God, the Son of Man. Mankind, he represented mankind, but he represented God himself. And I'm telling you, that blood flowed, and they cut a covenant right there, and he was the covenant man. And whatever... He bought and paid for it belongs to us now. Praise God. Praise God. Some folks think, well, uh, I got in on the covenant. You know, it's, I keep the covenant in effect some kind of way. No, Jesus keeps it in effect. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, let's turn to uh, Matthew, the eighth chapter. Matthew, the 8th chapter. <clears throat> Sometimes we'll take one of these healings. Sometimes we may take two or three or four of them. I don't know. We'll just wait and see how the Lord leads us on them. Praise God. Matthew 8 and 1. It said, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See that thou tell no man, but go thy way and show thyself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now turn with me to Mark, the first chapter. Mark, the first chapter in the 40th verse. It said, And there was a leper, and there came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, touched him, saying, unto him, I will be thy clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And, they, and he straightway charged him forthwith, and, and, and forthwith sent him away, and said unto him, See that thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now turn with me to the fifth chapter of Luke. Luke 
each one of the writers picked up on a little something different. Fifth chapter of Luke, look in the uh, 12th verse. Said, and it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou can make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he charged him to tell no man, but go and show thyself unto the priest and offer for thy cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now we've read in the first three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, both all three of them, gave an account of this cleansing of this leper. And the one thing that, 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 that keeps coming out about this, this thing is, if thou will, he didn't, know, he didn't know what the will of God was on this. He didn't know whether it's God's will to heal him. See, and, and, and no man can go any further. You, can go, you cannot go any further than you know the will of the Father. You cannot go any further. You can have no faith till you understand the will of God. You cannot believe for something beyond what you know God's will is. Can you say Amen. All right, as we look at this cleansing of the leper, the first thing that we read here, it says, the leper came. The leper came. Well, what's so big about that? The leper came, no telling how far he, he came from, it doesn't say, uh, no, but he came. When he came to Jesus, that was an act of his faith. That was an act of that he believed that Jesus Christ had the power to clean him and heal him. That was an act. See, I've seen a many times that people would call me and ask me, would you go see my uncle? I said, well, what does uncle want? Well, you know, uncle wants to be healed. I said, well, have uncle to call me. And you never hear from uncle, see. You never know what, but th this was an act of his faith. He came. You know, all through the New Testament we'll see uh, things like they came, they brought, they besought, they desired earnestly, they had some, they came. They, you know, and one fellow, he, he came and couldn't get into where Jesus was preaching, he climbed on the house and tore a hole in the man's roof. Man, he came, they came knowing that they was gonna get help if they could get to Jesus. Blessed be God. So the first thing we need to... No, is that they came. You know, a lot of times you tell people about healing. I don't, I don't like to go pray for folks other places. I like them to be brought to church. I like them to be brought. If they, if they believe God uh, heal them, uh, let them come. That's an act of their faith. Are you listening to me? Well, would you go pray for such and such? Yeah, I'll go pray for them. Sure will. But I'll tell you what, it'd be better if they came. Because that's more scriptural. Are you listening to me? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Never does it say in the Bible anywhere, it's not in there anywhere, that Jesus came along and went into someone's house and put a healing on them. You ever read that anywhere? That Jesus walked along one day and just began to heal everybody and just went to touching everybody and heal. It never says that in the Bible. Now we've read that in the, into it, but it's not there. Religion says it's there, but it's not in there. Uh, uh, people will teach, well, Jesus just went about healing everybody to prove that he was the son of God and he never done it. Never done that one time, not one time. Uh, it never said in there, well, Jesus went into a certain rich man's house and unbeknownst to the rich man, he healed him and left. It never says that. Anywhere, that's not scriptural. See? A lot of people put this charge out. They say, well, if that's healings, right, why don't you do like Jesus did? He just went about and healed everybody he came in contact with. Well, that's not so, folks. 
That's not so. He went into his hometown of Nazareth and he said he could there do no, no, no mighty works. Said he couldn't. Didn't say he wouldn't do them. Said he could not because of their unbelief. See? So if we're going to be scriptural, we're going to have to get ours just like they got theirs. Amen? Praise the Lord. We never read in the Bible one, one place where it says, Oh, and brother such and such woke up and he was healed. Jesus had passed by. You know, we think that, but that ain't the way it works. See? It don't work like that. So, praise God. All right, the second thing that you need to know is said the leper besought. Do you know what the word besought in the Greek means? An intense desire. Let me tell you something. You can tell people all you want to about healing. But we in the United States, we have doctors, we have medicine, we have painkillers, we have every kind of medication in the world, and people really are comfortable in their sickness. Are you listening to me? Well, you know, well, I might go over and see about that. This fellow, he besought an intense desire, a burning need was on the inside of him. Something on the inside of him was burning and said, I gotta have my healing. He besought him. I mean, it was driving force in his life, folks. He didn't just say, well, you know, if you ain't got nothing else to do, won't you heal me? What did he do? He fell on his face and worshiped him, didn't he? Huh? Said the leper besought him. Said also he knelt down, fell on his face. Well, what does that mean? He worshiped him. What does that mean? It means he recognized Jesus had authority over disease. He recognized he had some authority there. He come to the man who had some authority. Amen. He recognized Jesus is my healer. He recognized. My faith ain't my healer, folks. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? It ain't my faith that's going to get me healed. It's my faith in Jesus Christ, the healer, praise God. Now, it's my faith I'm exercising, but I'm not exercising my faith in my faith. I'm exercising my faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ that himself took my infirmities. He bare my sickness, and by his stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The big problem that this leper had the big problem, the biggest problem he had is still the biggest problem the church world has and it is the biggest problem that sinners have. Uh, he didn't know whether it's God's will to heal him. Now he didn't know that. Uh, no man with any intelligence, no man with any kind of uh, understanding of God at all uh, has any doubt that God can heal him. I've never met anyone yet that didn't believe God could heal. I can get a fellow off. I can stop someone a uh, car out there in front of the church, flag them down, get him out of there. Hey, do you believe God can heal you? Why, sure I do. Well, you believe he will? Well, I don't know about that. See, there's your problem. This leper knew that Jesus had the power. Now, he said, now, if you will, you can heal me. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. It ain't no doubt in my mind. I don't care if I've been walking across the burning sand. I don't care how long I've been getting to get here. I'm telling you, I believe that you can do it if you want to. See? You got to know whether he wants to. What Christians need to know is he wanted to so bad he just took it on the cross. Praise God. He wanted to. Kind of like a fellow told me yesterday. said, well, you know, said, uh, that, that's a, a theological uh, a point there. I said, no, it ain't no more theological point than it is salvation and going to heaven. I said, it all means the same. And see, I knew where he went to church, and I knew that 
they read out of the Schofield Bible. If you ain't got a Schofield Bible, you just, you know, you really ain't really saved there. So uh, first <laughs> Romans 1 16. I said, the notes down there, what's it say? Salvation is. See, he thought salvation was going to heaven when he died. How many of you know that isn't salvation? Man, that's just icing on the cake. How many of you know you ain't going to get need healing, deliverance, prosperity, soundness of mind in heaven? You're going to have it made when you get there, folks. Well, C.I. Schofield's notes said, healing is the all-inclusive word of the gospel, meaning salvation means healing. Pre preservation, deliverance, and soundness of mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, he said, yeah, well. I said, well, yeah, that's right. You don't have to worry about it. If you don't want to believe it, you, you won't be bothered with it because you ain't going to get none of it. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Amen. My, uh, you know, Bible said, let them as ignorant be ignorant. You ain't going to make people believe this. Let me tell you something. It didn't say anywhere. Jesus' disciples, he sent 12 of them out and they caught a leopard on the back of the way over there and whooped him and beat him and made him believe in his healing. And they finally drug him by the leg to Jesus and Jesus made him take a healing. You don't read that. See, that's not in there. Amen? This fellow came. He had a burning desire. He knew one thing, though. He knew if Jesus wanted to, he could heal him. But he just didn't know whether he wanted to. This leper had this problem. He didn't know whether... Uh, he knew God could, but he didn't know whether he wanted to or not. Well, his preacher had the same problem. See, his preacher didn't know whether it was God's will or not either. See, how many of you know you ain't never going to grow beyond what you're hearing? You won't grow beyond what you're hearing. You just won't do it. All right, the leper said to Jesus, what did he say to Jesus? He said, if thou will, you can make me clean. The leper said, if it's your will, now you can. Cotton Patch translates that, said, sir... If you really want to, you could heal me. Now, that's, that's plain enough, isn't it? He said, sir, said, if you really wanted to, you could heal me. G.W. Wade said, if you have the will, now listen to this, this is good. He said, if you have the will, you have the power to cleanse me. <laughs> said, if you have the will, you got the power. See, that's clear enough, isn't it? Huh? You got the power. I recognize the power's there, but I don't know something about healing. I don't know. My preacher don't know. Ain't nobody taught me, and I ain't seen nobody get healed, except I've heard about you. That's all I know. See? He knew he had the power. He just didn't know what Jesus would do. See? Well, what Jesus say? He said, I will. That ought to settle it. Yeah, but Brother Sullen, that's not the way that, uh, uh, you know, you, 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 you've got to have some kind of understanding, you know, and you've got to have, you know, a PhD and DDT and four or five people to explain I will. Now, in the Greek, that means, yeah, you know what it means? I got a W. Vines Expository Dictionary of New Testament words. Of New Testament, I'm telling you. Praise God. He is leading authority on Greek. W.E. Vines. Are you listening to me? You know what I will means? Huh? You want to hear what I will means? I will is the strongest assertion that you can make in the English language where they couldn't translate it over just like they had it in the Greek. It was so strong that there was no shadow of a doubt there. Praise God. No shadow of a doubt. I will. I mean, no shadow of, of any kind of doubt. P.C. Nelson comments on that verse, said, if you really want to know what it means, if you really want to know what it means, it means this. He said, I will. He said, really and truly in the Greek, it means if I don't have it, I'll make it for you. That's what it means. 
Now that's plain enough, ain't it? He said, if I don't have it, I'll just make it for you. If I don't have some healing, I'll make you some healing, folks. You leopard, a blessed be God, no matter what you look like this day, I will, I will, I want you healed, praise God. Hugh J. Schoenfield said this. He said, I do will it. I do will it. Ronald Knox. He said, Jesus said unto him, it is my will. It is my will. Phillips translates that. He said, if you want to, you can make me clean. Jesus answered, of course I want to be clean. Of course I want to. Wouldn't it be a terrible thing? Now you listen to me, folks. Wouldn't it be a terrible thing to know that your God could help you, but it wasn't his will? I'd rather know he just couldn't do it. I'd rather know that he just, he, he'd do anything in the world for him, but he can't do that, than know he wouldn't do it. I'd hate to know one of my children lying there sick, and my God could heal him and wouldn't do it. That wouldn't be much God. Are you listening to me? There wouldn't be much to that, would it? Huh? But thanks be unto God, he said, I will. That rings throughout eternity, folks. It rings throughout eternity. The will of our God is healing. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. That settled it forever. He said, I am. Didn't Jesus say, I am the will of the Father? He said, I always do the will of my Father. Was he working against God? Was God putting sickness on him and he come along getting it off? Huh? Of course not. So he settled it when he said, I will. That settled it forever. That settled it throughout eternity. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. I will be thou clean. Turn with me back to Mark, the first chapter. Mark the first chapter, 40th verse, he said, There came a leopard to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him, and saying, If thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. Mark found something else. He, he something moved Jesus. Something moved him. Something moved him. Something on the inside. That word, Compassion there meant to be moved from the inside. What did Jesus say? Said it is the Father in me. He's doing the works. He is moved by God, folks. God ain't lost any of his compassion. None whatsoever. He's lost. He, he's still the same compassionate God. You know. Praise the Lord. So Mark said he was moved with compassion. He was moved by God. Uh, uh, how many of you know God's love? God is love. God is love. How many of you know I've never seen a lovely cancer? I've never seen rheumatoid arthritis draw someone back in constant pain that that could even possibly be of love. Amen? I've never seen anyone have a stroke and be drawn and be deformed that you could say that is the love of God. I can't do that, folks. I can't do that. But blessed be God, I know my Father, and He sent His Son, and His Son said, I will, I desire to see you healed. And He stretched forth His hand and touched that leper, and it was His will there, and He is no respecter of persons, and He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I was in another town, smack over and I went to this lady's house. Uh, someone had, she had had someone to call me. She's a school teacher. And uh, her husband had had a stroke. And his arm was up like this. And his mouth was all twisted up. And uh, I went in and began to talk to him. He couldn't talk very much. 
Anyway, I laid hands on him. How many of you know? How many of you know a lot of times you can get something done on your faith? You just believe, and they don't, you know, they don't know a whole lot. Man, just put the hands on them. God said, lay hands on the sick. I mean, you can get something done there. Now, if they're older in the Lord and should be believing and had a chance to learn some things and just uh, didn't, wasn't faithful and some things like that and have had a chance, that's a different thing. God requires us to grow up, but a lot of people ain't heard what we've heard. A lot of people ain't heard that. They don't, they don't know. I laid hands on that old man. His arms shook like, I mean, just like they just shook and come on out there. Praise God. It just, I just stood there and looked at him. And his wife said, uh, 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 said uh, do you know anything about the Holy Ghost? I said, I sure do. I got it. I got, and I talk in tongues. She said, you know, we've been studying that at our Methodist church. Said our, our Sunday school teacher, you know, and, and her husband, he was over and just tears running down his eyes. Man, he just having a big time in Jesus. And she's, you know, she was a school teacher. You know, most of them like to talk, you know, and she was, you know, talking good. And uh, anyway, he got up. I don't know how long he'd been since he'd gotten up, you know. Praise God. You seen him after that in the nursing home, didn't you? Praise God. Fine looking old gentleman. I mean, had a white hoary head of hair, beautiful head of hair, good looking stately man. Man, fine looking old man. And then going to die in that kind of shape. God don't want that, folks. God don't want that. Praise God. Anyway, she asked me about the Holy Ghost. And I said, yeah, I got the Holy Ghost. She, she said, a lady in the church said, she's got it too. Said, she speaks in tongues. I said, you ever heard her? She said, no, she won't do it in front of nobody. I said, you want to hear somebody? She said, I sure do. And I just went to talking in tongues. And I talked in tongues a little bit there. And she said, well, I understand what you're saying. I said, you do? I said, yeah, you're talking in Spanish and you're talking in Latin. I said, I teach both of them in school. I said, what was I saying? She said, you're praising the Lord. That's what you're doing. <laughs> See? Praise God. I said, well, sit down here and get the Holy Ghost. And she sat down there and went to touch her, and she didn't want to talk and talk. I didn't even touch her. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. This stuff's still supernatural. If it ain't supernatural, it ain't God. Praise God. Praise God. So Jesus was moved by God. He was moved by love. He was moved by compassion. Praise God. Praise God. You know, he said in Hebrews 13, 8, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Malachi 3 and 6, he said, I am the Lord, I change not. How many of you know he ain't never changed? How many know it's, a, it's been God's will uh, ever since he made man to keep him well and healthy and walking in the blessings of God? Huh? When he made Adam, he didn't put him out the garbage dump, did he? Where did he put him? He put him in the garden of Eden. They didn't even know what sickness was. They didn't even know what failure was. All they knew is blessings of Almighty God and God could communicate directly with man, spirit to spirit. They'd walk and talk in the cool of the day together. Hallelujah. So God said, I am the Lord thy God. I change not. Under the Old Covenant, under the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. I mean, no covenant and testament is the same word. Under the Old Covenant, Exodus 15, 26, God revealed Himself to Israel as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your physician, the Lord, your healer, the Lord, your doctor, the Lord that makes you immune to disease. Praise God. Exodus 15, uh, 23 and 25 said, I'll bless your bread and, and your water and take sickness away from the midst of you. Someone read that and said, yeah, you ain't supposed to have nothing but bread and water. You know, you, know, you, can, get, you can get all kinds. Other than to get over and go to shouting, bless God, I'm going to have some bread and water and some healing. Woo, hallelujah. Have a fit about it. Yeah, I'm going to always have an old crust of bread and go down the creek and drink out of the swamp. That's all, I'm, all he promised me, you know. Psalms 103 and 2 and 3, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. See, that's the old covenant. That's what Jesus is ministering under. Did you know that? He healed a woman one time, bowed over with rheumatoid arthritis. 
said, Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham? What's he talking about, a daughter of Abraham? That's the old Abrahamic covenant. He's ministering. Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan is bound, lo, these 18 years, be loose from her infirmities? Well, blessed be God, I believe daughters and sons and all ought to be loosed. Because if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Praise God. So he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, healeth all thy diseases. All of them, he says, all of them. So that's a benefit. He said, Forget not all his benefits. That's a benefit of the covenant. Psalms 107 20 said, He sent his word and healed. He sent his word. Praise God. Turn with me back to Matthew, the eighth chapter. Matthew, the eighth chapter, said, When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, and behold, there came a leper, worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed, and Jesus said unto him, See that thou tell no man, but go thy way and show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Praise be unto God. How did Jesus minister healing to this fellow? He ministered to him by the laying on of hands, didn't he? He touched him. He laid hands on him. I've had folks to ask me, he said, what is all that laying on of hands? What is all that doing? Why y'all lay hands on folks? Well, because that's in the doctrines of Christ. How many of you ever read over in Hebrews 6, the doctrines of Christ? Huh? Everybody here ought to know what the doctrines of Christ is. One of the doctrines is laying on of hands. I don't know any denomination that carries out the doctrines of Christ. He touched him. He laid hands on him. This leper got an instant healing. He said he put his hands on him, touched him saying, I will be thy clean immediately. The leprosy was cleansed. He was instantly healed. Instantly healed, folks. Instantly. I mean, right now. Now, sometimes you'd read over there, like over John, he said he laid hands on a fellow, and he began to amend. But listen close to me. When healing was ministered to him, there was a change took place right then. They either got an instant healing or began to amend. Something's got to change. You know what I do? I don't try to feel something or something like that when sickness tries to come. I don't, I'm not interested in that. I just start changing myself. When hands are laid on me or I pray, I just start changing right then. I, I know it's got to change, and so I just start speaking what God says about it. And that's as far as it goes. Uh, Monday morning, I woke up. My jaw was swollen up. Uh, I had a tooth. I broke a tooth off and had a cap put on it. And that poison went up my head, man. Monday morning, my head was swollen up. You know? I looked in the mirror, and, you know, and a smile, and one side of my mouth run around up under my ear. You know, and I'd, you know, I'd grin, and I'd look like Popeye, you know, hiding, you know? And, uh, well, what you gonna do about that? Well, I'm going to make out like the Bible's true is what I'm going to do. That's just all, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I started meditating on the Word. And as I was meditating on the Word, it exploded. It said, boom! See, I hadn't, I hadn't had to believe God for healing. I don't know how long. You know, I, but praise God, I know how. And so when I meditated on the Word, it didn't take long. It blew up. Pow! Just the light went off. I went in there and looked in the mirror. Guess what? I smiled. One, one side of my mouth run around up on my ear and I still look like Popeye. Well, you didn't get nothing. Who said I didn't get something? I got it the minute I saw that word. I knew that my God had healed me. It, well, you couldn't have took a ball bat and beat it out of me. Well, no way. I had it. It was mine. It went off. When the light comes on, it's yours. A lot of people don't ever meditate on the word long enough for the light to go off. That's called lazy. I say that's called lazy. 
Where are we at over here? All right, this leper got an instant healing. I got an instant healing. I mean, it didn't make any difference what it looked like or not. It didn't buy, what difference? It didn't make me no difference. It didn't, what difference does it make? Kind of like one boy told me, said, well, you know, <laughs> well, it don't look like you're healed. I said, that's what I, I'm trying to tell you. I was, t I was trying to teach him something about healing. He don't go to this church, and he don't know much about it. But I told him, I said, son, I'm going to teach you something about faith. And him and his daddy and a bunch of them were standing in this service station. And, they's, and I just preached to them. I said, you don't know what, you don't know faith. You don't know what I'm talking about. You, you, you say, you know, I don't have to see it to believe it. Yeah, that's right. We don't have to see it to believe it. I said, yes, you do. You ain't going to believe nothing you don't see. So you think you don't. We don't. We just take it by faith. No, they just take it by whatever comes along. See, you understand what I'm saying? And it just like I told him, I said, I read him the Word of God. I said, does the Bible say that? Yes. Is the Bible true? Yes. Well, then if that's true, then I'm healed. Then isn't that, is that right? Well, now, you don't look like it. Well, you look like, you know, when you smile, one of you, your mouth runs up under your ear and you look like Popeye the Sailor Man. He didn't say that. I did. I looked, you know, if I'd had a little corncob pipe, I'd have said, toot, toot, and you'd have thought I was Popeye. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Yeah, I see some of y'all been watching cartoons. <laughs> see, but something done come along. I got my bottle and I done hit that can of spinach. Hallelujah. And I done got it down here on the inside. Amen. I got something down here. I got something down here that no man, I don't care if Big Blue Tower or the devil or who, can't no one get it. See, praise God. He said, I will be thou clean immediately the leprosy. Jesus said, I will be thou clean. He touched him and Jesus gave a command. He spoke to that disease, didn't he? He spoke to it. He said, leprosy be clean. What else did he tell this fellow now? Fourth verse, Jesus said unto him, See that thou tell no man. You ever thought about that? How come, he did, how come he didn't want him to go tell somebody he's clean? You know, look what God's done for him. How come he didn't go tell him? He said, Go tell no man. Why? You know why, Tammy? Why? Well, it's a proven fact. It's a proven fact that he wasn't being taught healing, wasn't it? He wasn't being taught healing. Now, who, you know, he sure wasn't getting it at church where he's going to church over there. They wasn't even believing in it at all. That's for sure. Now, who was he going to tell? Whoever he's going to tell, he's going to be telling a bunch of unbelievers. You think you healed? Reckon all the spots left him all at one time or just they just started leaving? Man, if he didn't, you know, it said immediately the leprosy left him. Yeah, it might have left him, but he might have had, still had some uh, pigment discoloration. You, you, you know, you better wait two or three days before you go to telling folks that. You know, you, you, you still better go on back out there at the leper colony. I tell you what, you better not come around. Don't come over my house telling that. Man, that stuff liable to come back on you. Don't come over here with that. Man, I'm telling you, I got small children at the house. And my wife, she catches everything that comes along. Man, don't come over here. See? You know why he didn't want him to go tell anybody? Because he didn't know enough about healing even to keep his healing. He didn't know enough. He didn't know enough. He did, just did find out it's God's will. See? He didn't know enough to even explain what happened to him. Go tell no one. He didn't want him to go. How many of you ever went to someone and said, I bless God, you got something from God? Maybe you heard God spoke to you and give you some direction in your life. Maybe you got healed. Maybe you got something from God and went and told somebody, man, maybe it's your mom or your daddy or something like that. 
or just want to, you know, tell somebody. And they just, when they get through, look like a wet chicken left there, you know, just to <laughs> just drain all the life out of you. You know what I'm saying? Just leave that well, shucking. I ought to kept that to myself. And you knew before you told it, you ought to kept it to yourself. How I many of you know you can go tell some of this stuff and people will talk you out of it? They'll try to tell you that stuff ain't of the, of the Lord. They'll, how many, let me tell you something. Jesus couldn't preach in these churches, folks. He couldn't preach. Well, the first time he cast out a devil, some of these churches, they had railroaded him out of town. He couldn't preach in his own churches. The first time that someone come in, a leper come in, why, well, they'd be a partner of the ways, friend, and they would be scared to death. Friend of mine, uh, uh, all my life, he run a grocery store across town. We had one over here, and they've been friends. And he started going to church, and I heard that he got saved. Hadn't been saved long. Sitting up in church, had a heart attack, and fell over dead. I said, "What'd y'all do?" The preacher. I said, "What'd y'all do?" He said, "We run." I said I said, "Give him plenty room. Give him plenty air." I said I run to the phone and called the ambulance. Well, now what you think you're going to learn in church like that? Well, I ain't down in church. Don't think that. We pray for them on Tuesday night. We pray for these churches. Father, open their eyes. Let them see the truth. Bless God. Send them revival. I, I, you know, I'd rather them have revival than we have it. Amen? Because we're going to have it. Amen? But I'm talking about what if Jesus had walked in? You know, you know. Don't fool with no one in that shape, you know. Don't do this, don't do that. Bible school, lady, lady in Bible school, she looked up and she said, I gotta have prayer. I gotta have prayer. And I looked at her and I knew she had a heart attack. Just like that, she had a heart attack. I said, come up here. She's on the second row. In time she got to the front, death was up, done gripped her just like that. Death came in her face. You saw it. Everybody, who, who, was you here, Linda? Did you see it? Did you see it in her eye? Death gripped her just like that. And I said, you won't have her in Jesus' name. See, I know what his will is. I don't have to hunt it up and try to figure it out. I know his will. I know who he sent to be ambassadors. He sent to carry out the same thing that he carried out the Father's will with. Amen? Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. She finished class too and she is here last Monday night too. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why it's so important to be around like believers. Can you say amen? Already said, and Jesus said, fourth verse, see that you tell no man, but go thy way. Show thyself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now, if he is cleaned and healed of his leprosy, why, why go offer something? Why offer sacrifice Moses commanded if he was already healed? And he was already healed, but why go offer that for your healing? Now, see, that. Not, do you see what kind of problem Jesus is facing here? Now, he's facing a problem here. This old boy's going to have to go to church somewhere. Amen? And it ain't but one church here in town. And they ain't preaching nothing. I mean nothing. They won't even let him come in the church. He has to stay out in the, in, in the street. You know, if he hears anything, it'll be a biscuit they throw out there to him. They won't even let him come get nothing to eat. Now what did he say? Go tell no man, but go, go. Go show yourself to the priest. Offer the gift that Moses commanded. You ought to read over in Luke, I mean uh, Leviticus. Leviticus 15th chapter. Uh, uh, what he offered. He offered two turtle doves for his cleansing. They took one of them and cut his throat and took the blood off of the one and put it on this other turtle dove. 
And then they rinsed it off in that clear water, folks. <laughs> and he was cleansed. That's the way they... And then they turned this thing loose, this dove loose. And that was for the cleansing. But he said, do something else. Now he said, look, go down there at the preacher's house. Go down there and offer the sacrifice Moses can't come in for a testimony under the preacher. Go show the preacher that healing's still in the covenant. Go show your preacher. Man, go show him. Go show him. He's got to, he's got to recognize that you heal. Man, no telling how long this old boy had been sick. You know, with a leprosy, everybody in town knew him. Huh? How many of you know if a leper was here in town, everybody in town would know who he was? Go offer that testimony. Go show him that healing's still in the covenant. Go show him that God's still alive. Go tell him that God's still working through men. Praise be unto God. That God's still in the healing business. That God's still in the blessing business. And that God is a God of love and doesn't want you to have leprosy. Praise God. Praise God. Go tell him that God's still Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. Go tell him that God will never change. That same God that, that made that covenant with Moses, that made that covenant with Abraham, that made that covenant with Isaac, that made that covenant with David. Blessed be God and these mercies of David are still in the contract. Go show him. Go show him for a testimony to the preacher. Go testify to the preacher. Show him you're healed. Show him he can preach healing in his church now and God will back it up because he's still Jehovah Rapha. Praise God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Well, Praise the Lord. We'll go through these healing testimonies. We'll take them one at a time, some of them two and three. And just break them down just like this and find out everything we can about each one of them. Praise God. Did you get anything out of that tonight? Hallelujah. Stand on your feet. Is anyone here tonight that wants to invoke their covenant rights? that wants to invoke their covenant rights? I'm telling you tonight that Jehovah Rapha walks in your midst. I'm telling you right now that Jehovah Rapha will keep His covenant word. I'm telling you right now, He'll give testimony that Jesus is resurrected from the dead and He's still the same. Hallelujah. Does anybody need hands laid on them? Anybody? Anybody? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well...